0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible AHS. We're here to talk about episode two of Coven. <sighs> boy parts. Boy parts. <laughs> cool. Boy parts. Oh, cool. Boy, boy parts. I'm uh, joined as always by Miss Shadow Lovely and Slow Beef. Hey gang. Hello. Howdy. And um, let's talk about pee-pees. Yeah, Howdy. should we just like get... We should get down to it because like they really... This this episode in particular i I think it is like a lot i still probably one of the best episodes of this show we've seen just i'm saying that off Mm -hmm. the cuff this is pretty good this was entertaining like when it ended i was like oh shit that's not a commercial break it's over which again just totally novel feeling right yeah yeah Yeah. like it hasn't been since like cult where i've had an episode where i'm just fully enraptured and at the end i'm like yeah, you know, I could take another hit of that. I'm not going to because I'm a responsible podcaster, but <laughs> I would.
1: It's so refreshing because at least two for two so far, we've had episodes that introduce something at the beginning and then introduce a couple other things sprinkled throughout and, um, you know, just tie all those threads up nice with a nice little bow by the end of the episode. <laughs> And,
0: like, they jump between different scenes and they're all related in a way that's obvious from the beginning of the scene to the end of the scene. Even though they're, like, a very wide collection of places that are very different from one another. Like, they manage to have very different... Uh, you know, biomes surrounding the scene and still they're connected, which is something, again, this show has just truly never pulled off. So I'm just so here for it. I get to be in a swamp. I get to be in a city. I get to be, you know, just out and about in general, getting yelled at by cops. It's like a whole
1: diaspora. (laughs) Also the openings, um, and we're about to get into this opening, but the openings are also um, two for two of at least being Interesting enough that you're like, oh, I can't wait until they uh tell me more about that uh later. And then they follow through on the promise of telling us more about it later instead of it just being, oh, uh, no, this is the B-plot we have going on um in the background that we're not going to show you more of in the regular episode. We just figured that the only place we could shove it in was the 30 seconds before the intro played. Uh, yeah. Here you go. Uh,
0: or... Or worse, the thing it did sometimes, especially in season one of, here's just an unrelated guy entirely who's going (laughs) to die in an unrelated way that doesn't move anything in any direction. He's truly just a vectorless point. Looking at you here, piggy piggy episode. (laughs) Sure. uh, Not that I'm thinking of any specific examples, you motherfucker. (laughs) But if I was, it would be that one. Yeah, exactly. This is like, God, it's just so much better television. It's nuts. It's nuts how much better it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: So we start in a swamp. Is where we start this episode. Um, And it's at first, I was a little, um, a a little confused because the uh, color grading is a bit odd. I thought they were trying to do uh, day for night, but like I don't think that's the case because one of the guys says like, "Oh, we have to get a lot done before sundown." So I guess it's not supposed to be day for night. They just needed it to be darker because it's the yeah. swamp and that looks kind of bad um but also it could have just been the streaming platform i was watching it on maybe i'm not sure um but i definitely because of their track record of terrible day for night shots i was like are they trying to do day for night when it's clearly like 12 in the afternoon again um mm-hmm. i'm not sure <laughs> and it's not super relevant but Um, some dudes are in a swamp and they're going to go and like we're getting intermittent shots of a gator that is caught in a trap Um, Mm -hmm. and the two dudes are talking to each other they're poachers and they're talking to each other and one of the guys is like we definitely caught a gator that jerk chicken is the reason I catch so many gators because they they love it and I'm like I don't know that gators care all that much about the preparation of the chicken I think they mostly just care about the chicken (laughs)
0: Most you know, professionals use raw from what I understand yeah.
2: I feel like with any other series I would be like hey I learned an, I learned something alligators might like jerk chicken and here I was like I know that's wrong like I don't know if it's right or wrong really but I know it is. like
1: <laughs> I think they were trying to flex like oh yeah, we know um Louisiana food and um jerk chicken isn't.
2: Yeah, not at all no <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's, even like the
1: right kind of like cuisine. Isn't that-
2: Caribbean, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not Creole, it's not Cajun, it's uh, it's yeah, it's like if not he had that. said like
1: Andouille sausage or something like that, yeah, or like I'd give him
2: a muffaletta, a nice little po' boy, okay.
1: yeah,
0: you know. Okay. I, I will say I would have taken points away for specifically gumbo or po' boy. <laughs> I would give points for any other dish. Catching
1: a gator with a po' boy would have been really funny, though.
2: <laughs> it would have been, uh, but you know what? They do have good po' boys. Like I gotta say, oh, man, over. I would be like, that's. Stupid stupid <laughs> but i it might actually be a thing i might <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god, god.
2: Yeah, Debris yeah exactly but.
1: He, he does he's right though they did catch A gator and they like go and they shoot the gator They like weirdly execute The gator like cartel style It's very <laughs> weird
0: <laughs> Yeah he like pulls up On the gator and holds the pistol to Its head and he's just like "Good night, My child do you have anything <laughs> else you'd like to Say before I send you to the kingdom of heaven <laughs> like, He doesn't but that's Basically the vibe he gives off and then he Shoots the gator in the head and like cradle It gently.
1: (laughs) It's so weird. It's such a weird scene. Um, I feel like we didn't even need all this. They could have just been like, "Yeah, we caught so many gators," and then they go back to their poaching camp or whatever. But they, we got this whole weird scene.
0: Gators. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like we could just assume they got them. It's okay, <laughs> I trust you. You can yeah. just tell me someone is like a deer hunter and then have them like have deer that are corpses. I understand.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I can and connect
0: they, the dots, yeah. <laughs> they
1: have heligators back at their thing. And like when they get to their little camp in the woods... um, someone that we've seen in the last episode misty day who was presumed dead is kind of snooping around their camp and the guy's like oh shit is she from parks and wildlife i'm like does she look like she's from parks and wildlife um she's very clearly like a very um and this is very appropriate and it will be her aesthetic and her theme for the rest of the show um she looks very stevie Nicks, s yeah Mm -hmm.
0: Stevie Um, Nicks coated as hell for sure yeah Yeah, big flowy dress um you know big blonde hair kind of like prancing around a lot very flowy just yeah a a great person
1: yeah very flowy. um a very specific aesthetic like has like the feather in her hair like just has a very specific vibe very crystals um but not like you know karen kind of crystals the different the other kind um and she's just like poking around and she's like sad because she's looking at all the hung up dead gators uh and they the guys are like hey you got to get out of here and she's like this is fucked up this you're doing a fucked up thing and they pull a gun on her um stevie Nicks is playing by the way at any time misty day is on the screen just assume stevie Nicks uh slash fleetwood mac is playing um Because it is. Uh, I don't know how they managed Mm -hmm. to that, but they did. Um, And they pull a gun on her. I don't even really remember why they pull a gun on her, because she's just like, this is fucked up. And then they're like, well, got to kill you, I guess. I mean, I don't...
2: (sighs) It's weird, because, like, I feel like Louisiana, especially, like, in the swamps there, and this is, like, coming from, like, somebody who knew who knows residents, because I made a joke like this once, and they're like, no, you're correct, it's very corrupt. You know, like, they, they I, I'm sure they didn't have a permit for the gator, but I also am kind of sure they, people don't really care too much? So, I don't know, maybe. I'm thinking more like the nutria hunting stuff, truthfully, but, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's like... I assume that they they did it because they were worried they were like she was gonna get them in trouble. So it just seems like, we like better... poaching
1: the poaching to murder pipeline feels like there's quite yeah. a of empty space in between point A and point B. Either way, yeah, you're
2: right. Um, you're definitely right.
1: Misty Misty Day is the love of my life, and they pull a gun on her, and her immediate response is to um, necromancy all of the gators back to life and have them eat the poachers Which... like Elisha okay, with the bears. So I, I...
0: I have two things I have to mention here. First of all, my theory for the Stevie Nicks one-wing dove thing is like how they afforded it is they basically sold it as we will use it one time. Like they didn't say that explicitly, but Mm -hmm. they insinuated they would use it one time and then they are going to use it many more than one time. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what my guess is, is they like, look, is it okay if we license it, if we use it 12 times over the course of seven episodes and they're like okay <laughs> all,
3: right, <laughs> yeah, all right
0: um and then the question i have regarding the misty day alligator revival incident is um does she control them <laughs> when she revives it because it seems like they seem to like Follow her ideas and morality What well,
1: <laughs> yeah, is coming back to life. It's necromancy. She's a necromancer, so I guess, yeah. Okay. So, she
0: control are alligators. So they're like zombies, then, as opposed to... Because before it was sold as, like, coming back to life, the bird just flew off on its own. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe there's, like, a differentiation there. Because, yeah, that alligator is, like, hanging by its tail, and it just, like comes back to reality and reflex lunges and bites a guy on the neck instantly taking him out and then another one like Zoops out of the spot. That one I don't even know If she revived I think that was just Another alligator I like, think that was the one the In the swamp. boat I
1: think the implication Is that was the one In the boat That got executed think oh, okay. that was
0: Mrs. Gator was like yeah, now. My stupid ass Thought it was just Like a random gator Being like Solidarity
1: Hell <laughs> that would yeah. be
2: That would be An American Horror Story Thing though To be fair to you Where well, yeah. it's just like oh, Where did God. that gator oh, Come oh, from I guess it was a... random I guess it was random as much
1: as I love Misty Day and she is a necromancer, I think what the show wants us to think is that like the Gators understand morality and so when they came back to life they're like, That's who killed me <laughs> and they wanted like revenge, like the tornado and
0: twist. Yeah. Hey, like like a, a tornado and twister. Thank
1: yeah. you. Oh
0: yeah. my God. I was going to say it if you did. Thank you. They're not in it uh. for the
2: science.
3: Yep.
1: <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think the show wanted us to glean. Either way, that's our opening sequence. A real strong starter of um, Misty Day um, controlling a gator, a zombie gator army um then we kind of a
0: really fun scene tells us a new character is getting introduced a lot of a lot of action going on it's a, a great atmosphere tells us about where the character's at now like it's good it's just good tv i really want to just stand up for this it's like a good moment of tv we we hate on this show so aggressively there's, i wake up extra like, early but this is good
1: there's also a little bit of Sorry. intrigue and some mystery as well because like She's supposed to be dead, and it doesn't identify why she yeah. isn't dead. So, like, there's a little bit of a hook too. Like, ah, oh, shit, she's not dead. Like, what? How did she manage that? Um, so, yeah, a good solid opening sequence. The opening sequence is as it always is, um, and then it cuts to like a kind of more grounded scene of um, Delia waking up all the girls in the school, Miss Roboshaw's, whatever, whatever. Um, and they're like, we're having our morning gathering, which is, I guess, something they do. Um, and Madison opens the door in her underwear and is like, Do you want me to come down like this? And Delia's like, No, get dressed. And she's like, All right. And then she goes to go get dressed. And I guess, I guess Madison and Zoe share a room. Um, and Madison's getting dressed, and Zoe is still reading articles about the dude she met for 15 minutes at that party, who she's, um, I guess she's decided was her soulmate. Um, And Madison's like, you didn't know him. You knew him for, like, 15 minutes. He could have been just as bad as all of the other guys on the bus. Yeah.
0: She straight up says, like, he's he's their frat brother. Like, he probably was in on it. Like, if they've been doing this, it was probably a series of events. And, like, they hazed him. And he knows. Like, there's no way. Which... Good answer. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. like we yeah, we know like, as the hey, audience, but answer. right,
2: like yeah. she's she's right. Like, given everything we know about them or him or whatever, yeah, it and she even sense.
1: says like, even if he was like he was still associating with those guys, so you know it is what it is. Like he's a casualty of their mistake or whatever. Um, and then Zoe straight up not all mens her. Um, and they have a little back and forth. Um, and then. Delia is banging on Fiona's door and is like, holy shit, it's stinky in your room. Why is it stinky? And Fiona's like, I'm boiling herbs? Question mark? Um, turns out no, it's just because she's got Madame Delphine in her room and Madame Delphine's stinky. This will be a reoccurring hey. thing.
0: <laughs> hey, quick quick question. Yes? Why isn't Madame Delphine allowed to just, like, take a shower and, like, get get clean and, like, put some new clothes on? What, what uh...
2: I, I'm i'm unclear on a that and b why it's like a secret you know what i mean like why is like uh why yeah, is, once ah, you're
0: in witch house the jigs up right, right? Like it's just yeah. like okay we're I, in witch house like we can do witch shit here i can just yeah. be like hey there's like an old fucked up lady here i'm doing witch stuff with yeah. her don't touch her
2: I okay mean, like she, that's all uh, you need to do <laughs> She used there, to be dead like again? Yeah,
3: you
1: know. <laughs> anything that Fiona does that's kind of in secret this and then also going and seeing another character later and several other things she'll do there is a reason plot-wise later in the season why she's oh. hiding this from her daughter and the rest of the witches. Mm. Um so it actually does become relevant later on why Fiona is not just like, yeah, I've got an old uh, immortal lady in my room. Don't I don't still bother me.
0: Get- I would still like draw a bath and be like get in there you stinky get in there you stinky (laughs) or (laughs) Or Or just (laughs) hose her down she's not a good person
1: you know whatever throw
0: powdered sugar at her and then wash it off yeah Yeah. she's (laughs) not gonna do a John (laughs) Rambo it's fine you
1: know I'm just more surprised Fiona isn't roasting her for being stinky more honestly I think that's the most surprising thing is that Fiona isn't just roasting her ass about being stinky
0: can the supreme not make someone stop being stinky (laughs) sounds seems like an awful lack of omnipotence to me i simply would make them stop being stinky
1: mm. yeah skill issue. would
0: not be stinky yeah that's what i mean that's the problem with having a character and calling them the supreme and saying they have all the magic is then when they can't do something i'm like damn witches has got some holes in I their mean, game
1: i mean ty do you expect a supreme pizza to have all of the toppings on it or just what you'd expect a supreme pizza to have on it you know what i mean
0: Built different, give me that. Time out. Llama. But this is not
2: the
1: it's not like
2: in the bakery or the pizza place, it's like this is the one supreme pizza, you know what oh. I mean? It's like you can't have more than okay. one.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. If I went to a place and they claim they had the one supreme pizza and it's right. the only one they'd ever make, yeah, I would actually expect some real wild shit on there. <laughs> it's, yeah. got,
1: it's got smaller pizzas as a topping on top of its pizza. Jesus Christ, in oh, fact, man. other pizzas
2: we think might be supreme have to go through a test to see if they in <laughs> fact are the new supreme pizza which supplants the
0: old supreme pizza
2: your honor I I read Now it's just game. becoming a
0: weird Chronicles of Riddick slash <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese fanfic that I cannot stand for. So. Here's a Microsoft <laughs> Word document I'd like to distribute to you both. Alright, anyway, so, um, uh, yeah, yeah. A so there's Doc a stinky link. lady. So there's a sti- so there's a stinky lady in the room. <laughs> and uh, when interrogated about it, she just goes like, Oh, I'm uh boiling some uh herbs for my <laughs> uh my oldness i'm a B- witch all right <laughs> Jeez, yeah. come on
3: uh,
2: uh, we're not used to this Yilia, come on
1: we get a really funny interaction um where fiona does like sit down in front of madame delphine and madame delphine is like bound and gagged um and fiona's like i'm gonna take your mouth gag off but if you scream i'm gonna fuck you up And then she takes the mouth gag off, and then Fiona's cell phone goes off, and Delphine starts screaming immediately, (laughs) which is pretty funny. She screams
0: immediately, gets slapped once, calms down, and then her phone goes (laughs) off, and she screams again and gets hit again. And then after answering it, she goes, God damn, it's a cell phone, woman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. Pretty funny that they remembered to make this character like, actually respond to stuff like that instead of just being like yeah she's just okay with it (laughs) good world building i guess um yeah i feel like
2: it's not that technologically advanced where she's like my world's colliding it's like that weird thing is like shaking on its own you know what i mean i don't know but maybe (laughs) that's devil box exactly Uh,
0: yeah right why are you talking to that weird rock yeah (laughs) what's up with that
1: so shiny what the fuck (laughs) Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um so Fiona like kind of has a little back and forth with Delphine where it she like basically we understand that Fiona's intentions with reviving or retrieving rather Delphine is that she wants to know how Delphine became immortal um which we'll get a scene later where she'll explain it. Um then we jump to our first flashback um in Detroit in 2012. I don't remember when this season came out. Um I think it was like 2014. Um, yeah that's right so it's like it's pretty recent in terms of when the show came out um we get a little bit of queenie's backstory which is fucking primo love queenie um my second favorite character in this season and um so queenie is it's detroit obviously she's working at a fried chicken place and there's a customer there and he's being like really belligerent he's trying to get a free piece of chicken he's saying like oh there was there's one missing um you have to give me a free one and she's like i know that you're just trying to scam me and he does the thing of saying, I want to speak to the manager. And then he calls her, like, a bunch of names. And she goes, I am the manager, and just slams her hand into one of the friars and, like, melts his arm off of his body, <laughs> which pretty hard, pretty hard line. Um, and she got in trouble, but, like, they couldn't prove, the police couldn't prove that, like, she threw oil on him because that's what they thought happened. Um And so she didn't get, like, legally in trouble, but that's how they found her because it was printed in the paper. That's how the school found her. Um, And then it cuts back to the morning meeting. I'm not really sure why Queenie is giving her, like, backstory at the morning meeting. That's not super clear, but it's for our benefit so that we know, I guess. It's... I feel like...
2: Yeah, I feel like it's, it's like, a little bit out of order because there's, you know, there's another group of... You can't really call them witches, but it's like the voodoo group, you know, like another coven, I guess you might say. And, you know, there's like a racial component here, which is like, you know, partially in New Orleans kind of thing or whatever. So I think they're trying to explain why Queenie, who is black, is with this coven of witches who's white. Right. Because she kind of goes into that afterwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't have that information yet. So it is like a little like, wait, why are why is she telling us? this? Yeah. And and we're
1: going to the thing that's confusing is like like you said, it's out of order because we will get this information later this episode so it's something that right. could be addressed like literally later this episode but I guess it's because this character and this group of characters does not know this information that's revealed later because they don't know that character visits the other one or whatever um it is just weird to give it to us in this order but yeah basically Queenie's like yeah that's why I'm the um, only person here who's not white like I didn't believe in witchcraft because like all I ever saw on TV was like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch but turns out that I'm an heir to uh, Tichiba, who's a real person uh,
0: I believe she says Sabrina the Teenage Cracker
1: <laughs> that's you. true um, oh, yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to make
0: sure we got that on the table because that was like I was a moment I was like mm, okay <laughs> right.
3: uh, and, um, um,
0: oh, I'll give you that one <laughs> like, alright yeah, okay you're going for something at least I get it
1: <laughs> she also makes a reference to Charmed, I think, but I don't remember what that was. I don't remember what that reference was. Um, but yeah, she explains that like she is a descendant of the Native American woman um, who was a slave in Salem and was actually the first woman who was ever accused of witchcraft in Salem, which is real. That's a real thing um, and based on a true story, um, which like Slowbeef just said, there is kind of um, two specific groups of witches in this, I guess, universe. Um, or at least in this, like, group, this subset of magic users, because we'll find out in Season 8, there's more. Um, but uh, there are the descendants of Tituba, and then there are the descendants of the other witches in Salem. Um, and they have a bit of animosity uh, between one another for obvious reasons. Um, and it's that the white ladies are shitty most of the time. <laughs> Um. so then just randomly in the middle of this um, two detectives show up and want to talk to Zoe and Madison um, which to, to that I say uh, why the fuck would two detectives ever entertain the theory that these two teenage girls had literally anything to do with the bus flipping um, right
0: yeah like <laughs> Zoe they have much more of a case for I feel like and even then it's like it's weird but they at least have something as opposed to uh yeah Madison they're just like hey so um we heard that you were in a back room with those boys before that bus flipped over did something bad happen in that room and I was like Holy shit, this is like seven levels of logic jumping deep. What the fuck, JoJo Stand <laughs> level are you on? How do you know all that? Like, that's nuts. Like, oh yeah, we asked a bunch of fucking drunk college students. Like, what are you talking about? How would you know all those details? Like, <laughs> like just yeah, we heard that you went in the back with all of them. And then uh, you left and it looked uh, bad. So did you cut the brakes on the bus? Which like, it's how would they can check? Order?
1: They could check to see if the brakes were cut and they obviously wouldn't have been.
0: Also, here's another thing. How does that timeline make sense? (laughs) If she was, as the detectives are insinuating correctly, assaulted in the back and then the boys ran out ahead of her and got on the bus and left, at what point would she have had between the inciting incident (laughs) and then to have enacted her revenge? I (laughs) I beg of you, detective. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) She's just super Um,
1: efficient. She's just really good at what she does.
0: He's just, like, full-on Columbo mode here, and he's just like, I know psychics are real. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got him, man. Um, but, yeah, so his reasoning, at least for Zoe, is a little more reasonable, which is, like, yeah, after all that happened, um, we saw that you visited uh, one of the boys who was in the accident, and then... Um, he was like doing okay and he had like broken bones and you know, like car accident injuries. Um and then he died out of uh, died by bleeding out of every orifice.
3: <laughs> so, it, like, was wet, we it was wet. Yeah, oh. we <laughs> were
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It looked like somebody had uh fucked him and then he uh <laughs> died of blood coming out of everywhere disease. So we were like in, interested in that. Is it because um, you're good into is it. that what it is? Are you to, so good? Can you Oh sorry Yeah, you know, it it turns out that um, yeah, that's how how someone else connected to you died in the past too. So we just are like interested in like how this is happening and like let us know if it's gonna happen in the future. Like that's at least like if they somehow had all the details of both of these events and a detective was somehow one in a million aware of both this is assuming columbo level detectivery not not real world cops ever do this you know <laughs>
1: yeah um and under the intense pressure of being presented with exactly one piece of evidence which is her presence at the hospital and nothing else that ties her to the crimes whatsoever. <laughs> Zoe folds like an old We're napkin. We're witches. We're all witches. It's...
0: We're all witches. She flips yeah. with her mind. She can flip things with her mind. She's got telekine- <laughs> telekinesis. She's got mind bullets. Me? No, I just uh, coochie death. What? Coochie death. I do coochie death. We're all witches yeah. in here. Madison... I mentioned that.
2: Yeah, Madison <laughs> plays this whole cool as like a sort of story. And Zoe's like, Yay! so here's let me hear some video of I episode cannot, one of American Horror Story.
1: I cannot overstate that Ty is not doing a bit. That is exactly. <laughs> (laughs) what what Zoe does does. Mm -hmm. she starts screaming
3: yeah Uh, yeah.
1: everyone's looking at her like oh um yeah clearly Zoe has suffered um a mental breakdown she doesn't know what she's saying um it's fine and they get her out of the room and Fiona comes in and is like holy shit you girls go upstairs um she sends the girls upstairs. Yeah, I'm the I'm the one who runs this place. Um and, and then, then she's
2: well, they said like, Are you in charge here? And she's like, Here and everywhere or something like that, yeah. you know? And I like, think that's what exactly she what is. she
1: says. She's like, yeah, yeah, in charge here and everywhere. And I'm like, Hell yeah, bad bitch status. Um, and so they get like alone with Delia and Fiona, the adults in the room. Um, and Fiona does um something. She spits in Two cups of yeah. water. Um, she pours some
2: water and she yeah, she like spits in it, but you know, like a little ptoo ptoo kind of spit. Not like, you know, not like hockin' a loogie or something, you know, but like anyway.
0: Um
1: that would be a weird flex, but I could see her doing was. it. Yeah. Like a weird
0: curse spit. Yeah. yeah. Um and then yeah, offers them the drinks and um is just kinda like, yeah, here, take these, and is clearly just gonna, you know, force of will them into drinking it. Um, I like this Daughter scene, steps which in LA. <laughs> and is just kind of like, hey, no, don't, hey, don't, hey, don't do that. And Fiona's like, I'm going to spit in the third cup if you don't shut the fuck up right now. And she's like, okay, sorry, mom. <laughs> and <then she's> like, <laughs> hands the one cup the glass and he's like, yum, yum, thanks, miss. <laughs> and the other yeah. one's like trying to resist the, uh, the the force of will going on here. And just, mm-hmm. you know, clearly losing, like starting to bleed out he's of like, his nose and stuff. And He's and like sputtering
2: like an old gas engine but I do I do kind of like the actor you like his one eyes half closed and he's like kind of like you know and, and she it's kind of neat because she's sort of like tough guy huh you know like I'm not even a break don't like I'm it's early don't even make me break a sweat on this all right just do it and it's I I, I don't know I like it it's a very yeah terrible like horrible Jedi mind trick thing but it, it totally works for yeah so I'm in
3: mm-hmm.
1: but, yeah, yeah and she just kind of men in black mind wipes them um, yep. Because she has to um, Thanks to Zoe uh, Who is upstairs still um, Screeching and hooting and hollering About how they're all witches um, Madison is like can you Fucking chill out and Zoe's like you did so many murders That was so fucked up and I'm like Actually um, <coughs> You killed a guy just because He wasn't he yeah. survived and he Wasn't the guy you wanted to survive yeah. So that's,
0: that's the thing Is like at least at least one of them has the defense of like it was a very heightened moment of Mm -hmm. you know emotion and anger and rage and everything so it's like very understandable at least on a human empathetic level that you would react in such a incredibly strong way um yeah, no, Zoe's was fucking cold. Like, that was premeditated. That's like, I'm going to sneak in here. All right, time to... Let me just unzip and uh, time to fucking kill this guy for the crime of living. <laughs>
3: yeah. Like, <laughs> the thing is, like,
2: you know, I, I guess it's... You know, it's more, I think, I think Zoe's, like, freaking out that she's going to get caught and go to jail more than any sort of, like, morality kind yeah. of thing. You know, that's, like... You know, yeah, mm-hmm. she, I don't think she's having, like... I don't know. I don't think she's really having, like, second thoughts. But it's not... It's written a little awkwardly, to be honest. You know, like yeah, he, in this scene it feels like she's like, oh my god, there's so many murders going on. I trying to read it is not. She's just freaking out that she's getting caught or whatever. You know.
1: Yeah, and I think I it's yeah. uh, like it's hard to keep her characterization straight because like so much of her character in the last part of this ep- of that episode and the beginning of this episode is her being like, no, that guy I knew for 15 minutes was such a good guy. Not yeah. all men, like. It, she's got a weird like morality thing specifically about well, that one worry. dude
0: she she is going to get unbelievably fucking punished for being an <laughs> annoying little weirdo about
3: this one guy mm-hmm.
0: she's gonna get punished harder for that than anyone has ever been punished for a minor crime in this show's history <laughs> it, it's
1: pretty great um but while they're freaking oh. out fiona comes upstairs and is like you need to chill the fuck out to zoe um and you then know, though, she like she like
2: tell kinetic or she like throws them both like like through the room like force push i, I don't want you to keep using star wars if you know what I mean like, kinet- i can't think of the word yeah, words telekinesis, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. thank push. you telekinesis, yeah. yeah, mind shove yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like madison did all right you know like she was like hovering and everything yeah, i don't she's think the she really flipped
1: the bus i think that that's okay fair. that like she's getting punished yeah. for because she's already gotten tossed also- across the room once for throwing the bus <laughs>
0: Yeah. Also like maybe I'm overthinking it, but I feel like it's like totally okay to Chuck Madison. Right. Cause she's got like telekinesis. So she can probably like slow herself down before she hits the wall on reflex or whatever. Like that's, you know, that's probably part of what she's got to learn to do. Um, Zoe uh, has the power of teleport to wall in this case. And that's it. Like, she just slams into a wall. She can't do shit. She's a fucking ragdoll. Like, that feels a little, a little mean. <laughs> when this happened, I was like, Zoe, no. <laughs> it's,
1: it's like when you drop your dog thinking that you're holding your cat, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and like Zoe is still again freaking out and Fiona says there's some good writing in this episode Fiona says um, I couldn't toast a piece of bread with the heat they were putting on you and I'm like god damn that's better than literally anything that's ever been written uh, in ev- any other episode of this television show which is sad mm-hmm. the bar is in hell but god damn that piece of dialogue is better than um, <laughs> any other episode of this television show so far
0: Fiona's fun she's fun yeah. she's a fun character yeah
1: I almost wonder if they didn't let, like, Jessica Lang like, ad-lib some shit for Fiona. Because some of it is just truly, like, feels like it couldn't have come from the writer's room from this sure. TV show.
2: Yeah, I feel like I should check even, like, I, this, this just in general, though, does feel a lot tighter than, you know what I mean, other American horror stories. I, mean, so, I find uh, myself season.
1: thinking many times during these fast two episodes, um, wow, it's so refreshing to have characters having conversations that don't feel like two actors reading unrelated lines at one another
3: mm-hmm. despite
1: each other's presence um it actually feels like genuine dialogue happening between the characters almost almost also, exclusively ca-
0: characters have interactions during conversations that are deeper than they're both working on a task at the same time which is it's just hitting me how they deliver 99% of the dialogue over the course of this show is mm-hmm. like two people are working on making a loaf of bread together for example like oh hey you're also working at the bakery let me pull
1: up i'll also work at the bakery let's
0: talk about uh aliens
1: (laughs) so you kill people with your coochie huh that's pretty cool um so she delivers that banger of a line and then after she's done scolding them she also delivers another line i feel like this line kind of perfectly encapsulates fiona as a character because fiona's not an antagonist for all intents and purposes. She's definitely not, like, morally good. Um, she's definitely morally gray. Um, but she, like, is leaving the girl's room because, like, Zoe's like, oh, I, like, I'm so scared of, like, what if they catch us? And um, Fiona's like, in this whole wide, wicked world, the only thing you have to be afraid of is me, which is, like, super cold from, like, a character that is in charge of the group of protagonists because it's, A... Protect, like, basically saying, like, nothing outside is going to fucking hurt you while I'm here. But I will hurt you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, again, just a really good, I think, summary for this character. Which is more legitimate and, like, functional and entertaining and, like, world-building character development than they have given an antagonist in, I would say, probably at least 90% of the seasons of American Horror Story. There are maybe a few other ones that I could give a little bit of kind of the same accolade to, but, like, usually it's just... Oh, uh, this is Dr. Arden. He's a mad scientist, also a Nazi, um maybe a serial killer. Is this anything? He's he does Frankenstein stuff. Is that anything? He's got a weird nun fetish. <laughs> you sound like
2: you're doing like, an, like a, a dating auction kind of thing, but for like terrible antagonists. Like, you know. That's
0: like Yeah, there's just <laughs> there's a lot more tension when Fiona's on screen because yeah. Um, it's a little more unclear what she's going to do at all times because her main thing is that she's driven, right? She's driven to action and she will act immediately and harshly, right? Like that's the thing is she's very sharp and pointed with what she does. And it's not not always predictable because there's clearly like some elements we don't know here or there. And that element of the mystery adds both tension to the scene, intrigue to the character, and yeah, just lets them like... Play a little bit more with the writing. It's just, again, damn, a good character in this show. It's crazy. Crazy yeah. to see that. A character with three whole dimensions. You hear about this? Also, <laughs> only
1: ever issues like actionable threats, like either follows through on them or the person like falls in line and she doesn't have to like follow through on her part of it. Like the guy, like the science guy in the last episode. Um, like very clearly is not an empty threat. Like will follow through on doing not morally good things in order to reach her goal, but is not driven by like morally bad um, motivations per se.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's okay to like Fiona as a villain in a, you know what I mean? As like a horror villain, which is a rare thing for a horror villain, but like she's, yeah, she's good. She's likable. Yeah. She's doing, she's doing good stuff you know
0: and her motivation comes from a place of weakness which is good that makes it complex it's a fear of you know a fear of death or like a desire to avoid death or you know some reason that there is a, a mortality which at this point in the story at least is like it is a weakness there's something there the character's motivation makes sense and it's relatable as opposed to just like I'm a Nazi doctor who wants to make a serum that turns people into shit zombies why i don't know (laughs) i kill women too i'm not even keeping a low profile i just like like doing it i have photos of it you want to check them out no
1: man (laughs) i'm gonna kiss this nun you can't stop me i'm gonna kiss this nun Uh, i'm gonna
0: cry about kissing the nun now
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't have a balls (laughs) i'm a demon demon? (laughs) am i am
0: Am I a funny demon or am I, like, a demon demon?
2: Ah, who knows? Just uh,
1: have fun
2: with it. American <laughs> yeah, don't Horror worry Story, about folks. It. Don't, don't, I run an asylum. Don't
1: worry about it. I like real estate. I'm a demon. Um, He's
0: ring doorbells. Am I right, everybody? Look at it.
1: Speaking Oddly of demons, <laughs> um, we're in Silent yeah, Hill now. It's time to fuck
0: up. It's time to go bananas, everybody. It's time, to go. <laughs> it's time for Madison to cement her bad bitch doesn't give a shit absolute persona this this girl hits it for 100 in this scene absolutely bonkers unhinged shit madison is a joy to watch (laughs) thank god
1: madison is like madison does not let thoughts marinate madison has thoughts and then madison acts on those thoughts um and it's a delight for everyone around when you give that kind of character telekinesis incredible Um, So Madison and Zoe pull up at a morgue The morgue And it looks like they're in Silent Hill Um, She picks the lock on the door And is like I learned how to do this from being an actress And I'm like Madison you have telekinesis Um, Just (laughs) use that to open the door Also, there are so many
0: skills you would want to learn for acting to make it look more convincing. And there are none that you need to worry less about than lockpicking. It's literally like tensing your wrist in a specific way. Like there is there is one person you have to worry about. And that's the lockpicking lawyer on YouTube will like watch a (laughs) clip and be like, "Mm, that's not quite right. But like, that's the worst you're going to get. So like, come on now. Also, yeah, you have telekinesis and you've been shown capable of just launching a bus just pull the lock off just pull the make the door <laughs> just push <unlatch>. the bench. <laughs> <Like>, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they walk into the morgue and zoe's like why are we here i'm like why the fuck do you think you're there zoe like how many other things could you be doing than what you're about to do um and madison's like okay i feel a little bad that the dude that you talked to for 15 minutes got killed in my revenge um, so I'm gonna do you a solid, and I stole this uh resurrection spell, and we're gonna resurrect your boyfriend in 15 minutes. Um, and then before we get to the actual scene where they do that, uh, we cut to a fertility doctor somewhere else, um, where Delia is getting an ultrasound to see if she can get pregnant. She's not pregnant, but they're checking to see if she can. Um, apparently, like the drugs aren't working. Um, her husband who's named Hank is like yeah, like this this sucks it's not working like there's no shame in you know trying something else um, I, and then
0: I love this dude by the way he married a witch <laughs> yeah. and he's just like cool with it he's fine with it he, he thinks about it in a very utilitarian way like perfect match for Delia right like absolutely the character who uses the magic as a resource doesn't want to lean on it too hard etc so him just being like honey like the science isn't working can you 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 have magic like we can just do that can you like do potion stuff I don't it's cool
1: yeah. he, <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme but he is 100% the meme of the guy laying in like the summoning circle with the witch lady like kneeling over him doing like a spell where it says like me doing whatever the fuck my hot witch wife asks me to do like he's just that meme like he's just like I got a hot witch wife like how could I lose like I'm living the best of all worlds like my I have a hot wife and she knows how to do magic this kicks ass I'm just a guy <laughs> I'm just a guy named Hank this kicks ass um, but yeah like uh, Delia is not into the idea of using magic to get pregnant because she thinks she should be able to get pregnant without it um, also she doesn't want to be like her mom um, which I guess implies I think- that her mom had to do this I think
0: this is also where um, Hank drops the line of just being like, so you don't want, she's like, I don't want to play God. And he's like, but you're cool with the doctor playing God, which like, I don't think either is playing God for the record. But I think I do, I do get what he's saying, right? He's like, why are you cool with all this other stuff, but not with just... Using your own spells <laughs> like It's just a little It's a weird line to draw Which again Very utilitarian to Hank This man sees technology And magic And just puts him In the same item pool <laughs> Like that's the <laughs> same shit to me Yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah Hank is a real um, male wife Uh, Boy boss, certainly. (laughs) Um, Real wife guy in like every sense of the word. Um, And then uh, it cuts uh, to another scene of being back at the house. um, And Fiona is back with Delphine, who's still tied up in her room. Um, And she's got like a whole big platter of really good looking fried chicken. And she's like, I bet you're hungry. You've been buried for 180 years. I bet you'd love a little snack. And she's like, and she even, like, addresses what someone maybe like us would point out, which is, oh, she's immortal. She doesn't need to eat, um, which Fiona says, I know you probably don't need to eat. You're immortal. Um, but sometimes we just like doing things because we like it. And I'm like, hell yeah, Fiona. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for addressing the haters. Um, I, me, you know, I'm the haters.
2: My, my wife had a really good point about the Matrix, even, which she was like, I would still go to like a sushi place even if you didn't do anything in the Matrix, yeah. which I'm like, you know, what? yeah, yeah, absolutely. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. It's a good point that she makes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of where we get Delphine's flashback, um, which is because obviously Fiona wants to know how she became immortal. And Delphine explains that she was tricked by Marie Laveau, which we already kind of got teased in the last episode. Um, And we get the flashback, the confrontation after Delphine drank the poison that she was given. The poison actually did not, like, knock her out for 180 years or whatever. It knocked her out for, like, a few hours. Um, And then when she woke up, um, her whole house was surrounded by all of the freed slaves and also Marie Laveau. Um, And Marie, like, calls her outside and they all have, like, torches and stuff. Um, And then... Delphine like is like ah, you you're not gonna be able to take me down and like kind of threatens her and she's like I'm not afraid of you and then um Marie responds with the cold ass line of if I wanted you dead you would be which is an insanely cold thing to say to someone who you're about to make immortal and then bury alive for the rest of eternity
0: yeah <laughs> Also, it it is worth mentioning here because they do try to like later play this character as like a goofy thing or whatever. And it's weird, they play with this here and there. And it's like, it's this element of I I just wish they hadn't, you know. Um, she does just like windmill slam a slur on the table, and it just really feels like, man, you could have just not done that, you know, if you wanted to have this be like a goofy, stinky lady. He could have just not had her say a slur. (laughs) That would have been cool. I would have appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but at least we are burying her alive for like 200 years, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) not to give American Horror Story any credit, but I guess because this was a real lady who almost certainly did call people that slur, um, Mm -hmm. I guess they felt they were more uh, entitled to do so with that character. I'm
2: I'm not advocating. Well, what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like in the first episode when we meet her, too, like, you know, Uh they don't drop that slur. And then they they do here, which is, like, odd then, right? Because it almost makes it feel like. I'm afraid to treat this character like they would in that period, and now I've got now I'll just do it once, just as like a little treat for the weirdos it, out there. It, so, it, I don't know. It's
1: just, <laughs> it almost weirdly feels like handholdy in the way that like they like are worried we didn't see episode one, and so like we don't fully understand how shitty this lady was. Like we missed <laughs> right, her right. intro, so we're like, no, no, she's really racist and bad. It's, like she's really it, fucked up. Like,
2: they're trying, to, they're trying to do something like, yeah. Let's just no, like, no, no, I don't no, it's know cool. how to... We like that she's in the box.
0: That's good. That's good <laughs> when she's in the box. We like that. Yeah, yeah. Her family she just got murdered in,
1: in front of her, but she deserved it. It's very important that you know that, because we're about to show you her dead family. Like, it's very important that you know that she deserves what's happening to her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very um it's weird that they decide to like they they have the dial at like 10 for how bad she is I- and then they're like 11 for like 1 second <laughs> and then they they dial it back again um, I feel like,
2: yeah, Quentin Tarantino came by and was just like, why don't you put that in? And they're like, yeah, you're right, Quentin. Like, every episode, like, all right, Quentin, gotta go. No, just the one time's fine, whatever. <laughs> but
1: anyway. Could you put some feet in there while you're at it? No, Quentin, get out of the studio. Get,
0: get, them, get them the fuck out well, of here. Well, speaking <laughs> of putting feet into things, we're at the morgue, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're back there, and it's time for Madison to go full little fucking freak mode. Um, So the her plan is... She's like, hey, um, yeah, so here's the bodies, everyone on the bus. Uh, I just figured, you know, we'd put your dumb boyfriend or whatever back together. So fuck it, we ball. And Zoe goes well, these are all, this is horrible, they're all in pieces or whatever, goes over to the, I think Madison just, like, waltzes over and is like, oh, sick, I found the bag that says Kyle. And, like, slides it open and is like, oh, shit, Uh, his face is nice at least still. And it's, like, split up into a bunch of parts. There's just, like, a torso and some legs and some arms and then his head. And then, like, Zoe, understandably, responds in horror, and Madison's like, no, 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 wait, no, this is, this is sick, shut up, this is sick, <laughs> we'll just put his head on, like, the hottest abs, and then, like, the hottest legs, and the, and the best arms, like, ooh, check out those guns, I think she literally says, like, ooh, look at those guns, and, like, points at some, like, Arms just on a table.
1: <laughs> she builds a Zoe. bear is, like the perfect guy for Zoe. Like, she's like 100% <laughs> doing her a solid here. <laughs>
0: oh it's so funny like oh god it's oh man oh just a horror, oh, incredibly bad idea i love uh, it I mean, and um, also to
1: to their credit to american horror stories credit um she does say boy parts in this scene so that's why the title of the episode is boy parts so at least the title makes sense i guess shrug uh-huh. good for them I suppose.
2: Sure. Mostly good good for Madison, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so uh, they they start
0: doing a, a spell and start doing an incantation. And at no point, at no point, does Zoe stand up and go, hey, I'm not down for this. And then, like, walk out of the room, which is absolutely what should have happened but i guess fiona should have thrown her at the wall harder (laughs) because like (laughs) she doesn't do that she just rolls with she's like oh okay okay i'll just do a little spell it's okay yeah sure let's build a bear again feather guy i'll i'll love him okay um so they start doing the spell and it involves like drawing a pentagram upside down on a guy's chest in blood. And I'm like, okay, this is probably not the right resurrection spell. <laughs> 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 just uh, immediately at one point, <laughs> at one point in the spell, I just started fucking laughing while I was watching. Cause it's basically just them like reading a goetic phone book, <laughs> <They're> just <laughs> listing off like demons in order. They're like, uh, Jonathan Smith, Jonathan Black, Jonathan Jones, Jonathan, I'm just like, why are you doing that? That's not a spell. Uh Um, Also, explicitly mentions earlier that the uh, instructions are entirely in Latin, which, um, uh, not really, I don't okay, sure. Um and while they're doing the spell, it's almost all just goetic phone book. And then at one point <laughs> at one point Madison just switches to English and goes like, Yeah, Lucifer, let's get married, babe. Hell yeah, brother. And then <laughs> like <laughs> just straight up says it's like marry Luciferitis. <laughs> and so he goes, Hey, did we just marry the devil? I don't I don't know if I'm like down for that. <laughs> a coward. Which,
1: She's a coward.
0: This is a case of like so you really had to make this decision a while ago, like you locked in at some point, And I think it roughly was, oh, I don't know, when Madison grabbed your hand and said, I need that blood for the blood right. <laughs> and, you <didn't, laughs> and
1: you didn't go, hey, wait, no. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: my God.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like the spell works at first because, like, Kyle doesn't move he's just like still dead on the table and they're like well that sucks yes we gotta go and i'm like you're just gonna leave this um for like the guards to find like the morgue people to find this big like (laughs) summoning circle and whatnot like okay with um, the
0: frankenstein together corpse
1: yeah, no one's going to think that's weird, and maybe it might not they draw like sew a little him more attention.
0: Uh, we we mm. might have failed to mention, but they, like, suture him together. It's not like they just, like, lie the parts next to each other and are like, abracadabra, put them together. No, they, like, suture him up. Yeah, it's very yeah, Frankenstein-y, right? Bad magic, <laughs> frankly. Shouldn't need the sutures first. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and as they're, like, leaving... um. Zoe's like, I left my phone inside, which is the dumbest excuse ever, but Madison's like, whatever, just hurry up. And, like, Zoe goes back inside to, like, kiss Kyle's dead body, which is weird. Um... Especially since it's a guy that she only knew for 15 minutes. Um, but she does. And he's dead. And,
0: did not, and, he's and dead. did not have that level of relationship with when he was alive. And yeah. they never yeah. had a, consenting they met, a moment like that. Yeah.
2: They met once at a party. And he's a corpse. Not like Fresh Corpse where it's romantic. Like he died a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> gross.
1: He is, for all intents and purposes, just a head. The rest of the body is not even his. Like he's it's, just the severed head for all that it's worth
2: this is not good night but like, you missed good night my sweet prince by like a few days like rigor mortis <laughs> we are past that like you also, have probably felt a maggot under your lips but yeah,
1: literally <laughs> all of the boys in the morgue are just like chopped up body parts and i'm like first of all holy shit the two that survived like obviously whatever part of the bus turned into like the murder blender like they managed to avoid because all of the other guys are like perfectly um, separated yeah. from every limb.
0: Usually it's like a concussive injury when you get into a really severe car accident or like, you know, like uh, like a spine, spinal cord severing due to like overflexion of the neck or something like that. But Blood no, these trauma. guys get yeah these guys get like drawn and quartered by being in a by getting flipped <laughs> I don't know
1: I simply, there I were simply, a lot of knives got... in the bus there were so many knives in the bus get fucking
0: get fucking rotated idiot and then I explode into a pile of corpse corp pieces
1: they, they got the, the bus turned into like a food processor because they had so many loose knives in the bus oh. but yeah she like kisses him and whatever and then as she's doing that a guard shows up and madison's like i gotta fucking go and she just abandons her there um the guard comes in and is like what the fuck because he finds the summoning circle um and then he sees zoe and he's like what the fuck and then um zoe kind of freaks out a little bit and kyle um is now alive uh, and he wakes up and starts, like, just slamming his arms against uh, the guard. Bold,
0: bold of you to name this character Kyle, because it's very clearly immediately just some wild force of nature. Because he wakes up and, yeah, just, like, grabs him by the neck, chokes him out, and just starts beating him to death while just being like, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. And it's
0: like... Uh, So, Zoe, how's the plan going? Do you wish you had walked away?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I have great news. As they're escaping, Misty Day is here. Misty Day is at the morgue now. She walked there. That's it. That's the whole scene. Misty's there now. That's a whole scene (laughs) just for her showing up. Um, Don't worry. It cuts to another place immediately. And now Fiona's at a hair salon getting her hair done. Um, and Marie Laveau comes in, um, and she's still the same age that she was when she uh, put Delphine in the hole. Um, and she tells everybody to leave, and that's her hair salon. Um, and that's how we get introduced to Marie meeting Fiona. Um, then it cuts again back to the house, where we get kind of a funny scene of Nan just trying to read a fucking book, and she can't, because Delphine just keeps fucking screaming in her own head. Um, and nan's clairvoyant and has to hear that shit and it's like this shit sucks and so she just like stomps upstairs and she unties delphine and takes the gag out of her mouth and she's like get the fuck out of my house (laughs) you are so annoying your thoughts are too loud get the fuck out of my house (laughs) um and delphine's like okay and she starts shuffling out of the room and queenie's like who's this stinky old lady and then um delphine bonks her on the head with what i think was a hammer
0: and i was i was so disappointed in this cuz i was really hoping to have like a beautiful looney tune payoff of Delphine walking up behind... Or, you know, like, walking up behind Queenie and then going for a big bonk and Queenie just not noticing as she, like, falls down behind her as she has bonked her damn self. Yeah, you're right. Shield maiden ability. And that could have been, like, really funny. Like, that could have been a really good bit, too. Also would have just, you know... Taking care of Delphine You know taking care of the escaping attempt And all that yeah Yeah, like there was something here But no she just gets knocked to the ground Uh, She just gets bonked unconscious which I I was (sighs) like Oh I guess she has To be paying attention or something Like eh that's boring (laughs) I don't don't care I I, want to
1: say that's the point of the scene Is that like they're trying to indicate That like Queenie isn't like Invincible she has to be actively Choosing to like
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Misplace the the, The damage Yeah Um, so she's not like invulnerable because that would be kind of OP, I guess. Um, so she gets bonked. (laughs) She gets bonked really gently too, which is why I'm like, I think it was a hammer. Like Delphine just kind of goes like boop, and then Queenie folds. It's very, it's a very like timid scene. Um, either way, Queenie gets knocked out. Delphine shuffles out of the house. Fiona elsewhere is um talking to Marie back at the hair salon, um, and she's like. I think it would be cool if you made me immortal. And they kind of have, like, a little tense back and forth. And, like, you can kind of tell by the way these two characters are, um, like, written and how they're having their back and forth that, like, they are clearly, like, the number one of their respective, like, groups. Um, Mm. They're two very powerful, magical ladies who are in charge of their respective groups of people. Um, And obviously like Fiona needs something that she does not have from Um, Marie
0: for anyone who's for anyone who's played Bayonetta, which came out like a few years before this it's the witches and the, um, oh, what's the name of the other order in that game? I'm totally forgetting. Um the the holy ones who work for the angels or whatever. It's just that it's just that verbatim. <laughs> like yeah. one to one. It's just straight up like it's just instead of them being like weird religious guys, it's uh it's it's some, some black ladies. <laughs> that's that's mostly the difference. And it's it's cool though. I think it's good. It's a good dynamic because yeah, they like they insinuate it, really strongly here ugh. that there's been a very very long history between these two covens. Like there is a huge history including like I think this is where she mentions that um like the insinuation that the witches just stole their craft from uh from the uh from so, at that yeah. point. Yeah.
2: So, New Orleans has this, like, kind of history with, like, voodoo and everything, and um, before Mm -hmm. I sound like I'm super knowledgeable about this, a lot of this comes from Gabriel Knight, the Sierra game, Um, but, like, voodoo is, like, a South thing, especially in Louisiana, and it was sort of like um, stuff that came from Africa via slavery, where... The slaves kind of kept a lot of these old like traditions and things, and then kind of like mixed them with Christianity and stuff, and it like came which they were forced to learn, and then it became this sort of thing and evolved into this sort of like mystical kind of thing, which then people tend to like attribute to like you know magic and like black or, you know dark mat meaning like evil magic or whatever right, but like it's a little not quite that, and then New Orleans kind of comes along and then it like sort of becomes commercialized blah blah blah, so coven's a little weird because you have this magic thing with like like, witches, like, we're thinking of, like, Salem, but it's in New Orleans, which is really more, like, voodoo and that kind of thing, and I think it's, like, it's, I'm torn between it's, like, clever that they're kind of these two competing schools, in a way, and it's a little, like, almost like they have tried to, like, they had the idea for Coven, they figured, let's put it in New Orleans, because that's already got there, but then it's, like, oh, wait, we ran into this issue with now, like, voodoo being there and a whole different kind of history going on, and it's, like, they're sort of married now, so it's
1: yeah, it I, very I much like, feels like a convenience thing where they had like this idea of like having the school of Tituba and then the school of the other Salem witches, and then they're like, oh, let's tie that in with voodoo because that's a different culture's magic. Yeah. And, like, that's how we can have two different types of magic as we'll just make one of them be voodoo, which, like, like Beef said, is not how it works and isn't what right. voodoo is yeah, um, right. but that's how they're yeah. using it here is they're using it as a catch all term for um, if a person of color uses magic it's voodoo versus if a white lady uses that's it it's just magic that's
0: kind of yeah. what I was getting at earlier yeah it's a little weird that it's just split just straight up it's just like a racial line yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, a little bit like the only, like, we, didn't <sighs> just, we didn't just want to have race war did you America <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the only like good redeeming thing about that not necessarily Really good but like the only way that they made it like not just straight up they wanted to have a race war is by having it like Fiona <laughs> in this specific scene Sorry. be like oh yeah like we might have stolen it but like we made it better like very typical like absolutely backwards ass white lady privilege Um yep. which mm. uh, to be fair like I'm not gonna go too much into it I'm not gonna be too much of a nerd about it but like uh, a lot of uh, a lot of white ladies into occultism. Um, very guilty of this exact thing. I know that American Horror Story doesn't know that and was not like making a statement about that. <laughs> you know, but appropriating magic from other cultures is something that white ladies have been doing for a long time. <laughs> a very I have long a time. a <laughs>
0: TikTok would make me throw up if I was exposed to how much of yeah. that goes on over there at this point. You yeah. know what? It, you know what it is.
2: I feel like um. Even even with a very good uh, season of American Horror Story, this, like, you could do a lot with this whole thing. It's American Horror Story. There is racial tensions up in in New Orleans as, like, a bunch of... There's (laughs) a lot of interesting issues there and things like that to explore. But the problem is they're using Merle Laveau, who is a person. Like, who existed. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. in its... Weird oh, and fictional. was a real person. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah. another a real one of those. She's mm-hmm. the voodoo queen okay. of New Orleans. She's like, yeah. it's like in word, yeah, word. That's where it's like, wait, 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 what are we doing here? And, and so is uh, Delphine LaLaurie, right? Like, yes. she's like an actual slave <laughs> owner and actually, like, a, it's like, that's where this all falls apart, where it's like.
1: That's you the can't thing do... is they're just catch alling. Yeah, they're like any historical figure that has anything to do with magic. We're just gonna throw them into this and then loosely tie them together like into the Spider Verse, but bad. Yeah, um.
2: <laughs> that you've got it exactly right. You know, like you can't. You either got to do like wacky, like Abe Lincoln's a vampire killer stuff, but you can't do like this sort of metaphor for Rachel Tenture and everything with actual historical figures you know, meanwhile, let's put together Frankenstein because the witches think he's hot or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's all, like, all over the place now. Yeah.
1: It's like the people who did the good writing for this season had, like, a good idea, but then, like, they still had some of the original writers, and they're like, we gotta make the, the people of color do voodoo specifically. And they're like, well do we (laughs) and they're like we're gonna set it in louisiana so you don't have a choice and they're like god damn it i guess
0: you already have a character there's already a black character in here who's just a witch she's just doing regular witch magic and sitting with the other witches why 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 (laughs) why why?
1: they're like no she's different she's got a different kind (laughs) of magic it follows like different rules it's important anyway um so they have their little terse back and forth um obviously fiona can't just like outright like start a fight with her because she needs something from Marie and Marie um, doesn't need anything from Fiona um, but she has the key to immortality which is becoming more and more evident to be what Fiona is desperately seeking as her entire motivation Mm -hmm. Um, and so like Fiona kind of teases that she has something for Marie if she's willing to work with her um, but they're they've already gotten off on kind of a bad foot, so they' the negotiation is not open at that point. Um, they kind of leave on bad terms. Um, and then we cut to a, a absolutely fucking wild sequence of events, but good, good for him. Um, good for Hank for the next five minutes. Um, so we're gonna do some botany witch sex sex magic. Um, Delia, who is um, a botanist witch, is doing botany in her uh, greenhouse and is getting ready to make a baby. Um, And Hank comes in and is like, oh, hell yeah, you setting up for the witch sex we're about to have? Uh, And she's like, Hank, you scared the shit out of me. But yes, go upstairs and get ready for the witch sex we're about to have.
0: (laughs) She's like, yeah, I got to place the eggs. Hold on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then we get like a whole like two or three minute long scene of them like setting up the summoning circle in their apartment and like drawing a pentagram on the ground and setting up the big eggs and like rubbing blood each other's mouths.
0: My favorite part of this is while they were setting it up, they like do it on a wood floor. And I was like. Oh, I hope they don't have to have sex on that part. That's going to be really uncomfortable. At least I'll get a cushion or something. Like, I I would make the circle on the bed. I don't know. Maybe you're not allowed (laughs) to.
1: (laughs) No, it's got to be on the wood floor. Otherwise, Satan won't know.
0: That's right. Oh, because the green mana. Yeah, that makes sense. Wood stuff. Yeah. Okay. I got you.
1: Yeah. And so then they have sex inside the summoning circle and a bunch of snakes hatch out of the eggs and there's just fucking snakes Uh, everywhere.
0: Either, either Hank is like absolutely used to this shit at this point, or that, or that witch is just—that's the good stuff because he does not react to these snakes at all.
1: I mean, we saw him. like, they're oh, like that crawling all
0: over him—they're like crawling around his neck and shit—and he's just like, nah "I don't care."
1: Listen, we saw how that Lady Gaga Bog witch pussy had what's his name acting up, so it's gotta be Bog witch pussy has to be like the toppest shelf there is because it's got people acting. Unwise in this show.
0: Yeah, if she if she taps for green mana, who boy?
1: <laughs> She's gonna tap for another type of green mana if you know what I mean. Yeah. And so they have sex in the magic snake egg circle um to make a baby, and her eyes go black. And I guess we're meant to think that it worked. I guess. Um, anyway, back at the morgue, Kyle is like a newborn giraffe and eats shit what going did, down the stairs. What do you think?
0: What do you think would have been a more appropriate way for the for the like botanist magic to have ended? Because I think it would have been more fun if instead of her eyes turning black, it just like popped into a rainbow for a second, like a rainbow just showed up in the room. I think that'd be more fun, more appropriate. I
1: think like right? I, I think like um like poison ivy from Batman, like all the plants in the room should have mm-hmm. just like bloomed all at once. I think that would have been Okay, yeah, that's cool. Thematic. Like Amaterasu? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's like a lot of good ways to do that. I just, uh, this is me being like very specifically critical, but I, I, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with magic. And so I'm always just a little disappointed when they do something that's very normal that they've repeated a bunch of times already of just like oh they get the black slayer for a second oh like okay there's other ways to signal it have fun have fun with it it's magic
1: have fun yeah (laughs) no he already got the he already got the good good so that's the most fun we can have in this scene um (laughs) back to not having fun kyle has eaten shit going down the stairs in the morgue um (laughs) and then zoe decides to steal the guard's car so i guess the guard's dead um and she steals the car and starts driving Frankenstein Kyle um, somewhere. Um, and she decides that it's a good idea to, like, start yelling at him and telling him that he's dead. Uh, he hates it, um, understandably so. He's not thrilled to hear this information, um, which means that I guess he at least understands, like, a little bit of stuff. He's, like, got a little bit going on up there. He's not, like, a zombie zombie. Um, but he's having a bad time now that he's aware of his uh now um immortality. Um, but you know who thinks it's great? Uh Misty Day, who's sleeping in the back seat inexplicably. Love her. Love that for her. She was she was eepy, so she took a little nap in the back seat of the guard's car. Um I guess she got summoned to the morgue by them doing the necromancy spell, like that like called out to her abilities, I suppose, is the implication and she like wandered to the morgue um she's like yeah take this exit we're gonna go to my swamp hut and then they go to her swamp hut and she's just smearing mud all over Kyle and she's like yeah Louisiana mud's magic mud um that's how I fixed my body that was completely burned
0: she she even she's like this shit's magical literally it's shit there's dookie in it it's got that good alligator poop that heals you better and everyone's just like that's okay thanks sweetie
1: yeah (laughs) And she's like, I got burned at the stake and I'm fine. Um, and so, and I mean, can't argue with results. It's true, she's fine um and so her she, skin looks great yeah, yeah.
0: apparently that mud's uh, mud's built different yeah she looks fantastic
1: <laughs> she's just she's coating him with it and um Fleetwood Mac is playing um and then she's like yeah uh Stevie Nicks is the white witch she's like the only other witch I've ever met ever and so he's like are you sure that's true uh and Misty's like yeah it's true I I pretty sure pretty sure it's true um like
0: she goes listen to these lyrics these are the lyrics only someone who experienced the life of a witch could write and then goes to you know one wing dove, and it's like oh okay very cool very cool very normal misty
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and zoe's like okay that's so cool and like misty's kind of given off vibes of like oh i've never met a witch before i'm so excited i now have a witch friend and i'm not lonely anymore and zoe's like Oh, okay. Well, um, I gotta go. Uh I'll catch you later. Um and the Misty's like, No, wait, 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 wait. Um, leave your uh Frankenstein boyfriend here with me. I'll babysit him and fix him up and make him like not a Frankenstein monster anymore. Uh and then you can come visit me and then we can be friends. And Zoe's like, I guess. Um I'll see you in a few weeks. I I guess I'll come back for him in a few weeks when he's done. <laughs> um being mudded i guess um and then it cuts back to the salon um where marie is obviously fiona's not there anymore um uh, marie's like cleaning up for the night um and then her minotaur husband comes out of the basement um i i guess putting the bull head on him okay. made him the see, minotaur. This, is,
0: this is the problem yeah see this is the issue i had was um <laughs> it was just an old racist lady put like a bull's head on him there wasn't like a spell there wasn't like a fusion of any kind that took place she just like he was an alive guy and she put a a head on like mm-hmm. it was just like a big fleshy mask she didn't do a ritual or whatever like that huh. so i think what so it long is I was even i was thinking i was like this is either a case of he somehow is stuck that way and that is her lover or like she has picked up a weird unfortunate thing from this <laughs> yeah. take away. that's, that's
1: kind of where <laughs> i was going with it is i i i do think if i remember correctly they do explain how he got that way later but how i'd like to interpret it right now is that she like found her lover and like she's like oh we got to get th- get this off you or he's like you got to get this off me and she's like uh, i kind of like it actually i'm like into it and then like she used like magic to like make it permanent because she liked it um that's just how I choose to interpret it she's like you know this is kind of hot because unlike Zoe she's not a coward um but yeah anyway uh he's got a bull head on like for real style and is a bull man um and she says something to the effect of like we have work we still need to do um which I think implies that she knows that Delphine is alive um. Well, not alive like free because she's always been alive, but is free and wandering around. Um. And then the next day, um, Fiona tracks Delphine back to the front of her house because Delphine didn't think to go anywhere else, and um, Fiona's like yeah man um everyone fucking hates you they like do tours of your house and talk about how shitty you were and like Delphine tries to like defend herself of being like oh this is a product of my time which is like a really common thing racist old people say um mm-hmm. and good on them they have Fiona just go nah man you fucking sucked bro like you you were bad <laughs> like it you do not you're not getting a pass like it's sorry your kids died or whatever but you fucking sucked. Um, which, again, I guess good on them for having Fiona, a kind of morally gray character, be like, no, no, I'm not giving you a pass because I'm not necessarily a good guy. You just fucking sucked. (laughs) Um, and then Delphine's like, well, you're like a witch. Do you know how to kill me? Because I'm, like, immortal. Can you kill me? And Fiona's like, I don't know, maybe. Um, I might kill you for fun because I hate you. But also i'm gonna just keep you prisoner for right now until i can figure out um how to get your immortality come on let's go home and then that's where the episode ends yeah. is them once again walking back home with delphine in custody and that's where we're at same hook as last episode yeah. delphine being walked back home to the the boarding school
0: yeah i i think this is like just a really solid episode in general like they moved a lot of characters forward they gave a lot of characters um some new big problem to deal with um they finally introduced a character that has uh some form of leverage over fiona which i think is really necessary i think that helps a lot like Having a character who currently does have an advantage, you know, of just like, yeah, sure, you're an all-powerful witch, but I'm immortal, and I'm not going to fucking tell you how, asshole. <laughs> like, that's really good. We need a foil who, like, has anything over her, and I think that, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I like, I think this episode was also really solid. I'm I'm about it. Also, damn, Queenie's backstory was great. That hand in the fryer scene was funny <laughs> as hell. Also, did we ever mention that like the cops somehow just like knew that's what happened? They're, they they or they assumed that she like threw, threw oil, oil at yeah. him? Yeah, which mm, those birds were clearly all the way around the arm from like submer. yeah. 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 Cool episode though. I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. Um what is what is the name of the next one?
1: It's not as fun as the first two. Bitchcraft was pretty strong for episode one, and then Boy Parts is out of pocket. Um, The next (laughs) one's The Replacements.
0: Okay. That makes me think maybe they'll use, like, some music from the band The Replacements, maybe?
1: Oh, we didn't mention the the backing track that they use a lot. So there's two things they use a lot in every episode of this season, which is they have their like oh, their right. standard. They have a song that is very specifically like a sound print for this season, which if you've seen the season, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like an iconic mm-hmm. la 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 like the song's even called the La 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 Song. It's very iconic to Coven. Um they mm-hmm. also have this other thing that I don't think has a name. It's just something they did a lot it in sucks. early two thousands um of like Yeah it's- I don't so know So what describe it is it. is it's
0: I I do it's someone doing a breath effect going like ah, but then oh, they took yeah, a wah yeah,
3: pedal yeah, over yeah,
0: yeah. it yeah yeah so what that is it's a wah pedal with just like open and shut modulation so it sounds like someone like opening and closing their mouth it, you hear it a lot in like the guitar so like Jimi Hendrix guitar solos he uses them a shitload he was famous for it so yeah they're literally just doing that over someone going like ah. so it just sounds like yeah 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 and it's just every time it comes up it is so invasive and just like drags me the fuck out of it and hits me with a wrench it's just like what what is this why are we using it like it's a really bad sting it's not good
1: and it's one of those things that like in what it was like used in the most which again was like early 2000s like kind of schlocky horror like think like the saw movies where they used a lot of those like they thought it was really scary when you showed one scene of someone moving their head around but like sped up 20x times so like they yeah. just kind of look like they're head banging like imagine that ki- yeah like that that yeah. kind of a vibe like it doesn't really fit in coven where like <laughs> it's like kind of a they have like a very clean aesthetic in coven of like There's a very Mm -hmm. like set color palette. It's very like stark black and white contrast. Not like it's not shot in black and white, but like the witches wear black and they're in a white house with like white furniture. Um, There's a very clear aesthetic they're going for. So it's weird when they just like windmill slam this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you're right. It, It particularly stands out because this season so far has been such a clean and concise aesthetic package where like, you know season one was just kind of modern california americana or whatever uh season two was a fucking mess <laughs> and then this one is like okay we're just doing witches and it's like tight we're sticking to witches we got it
1: <laughs> and we'll throw in um a stevie nicks looking lady uh just for good like a good measure yeah <laughs> <sighs> well,
0: yeah well i think that covers it for this one yeah i'll catch you on the next one everyone thanks for listening bye what?